Welcome to The Conversation with Jim Watkins. I want to do a shout out to the folks up in the Hartford, Boston area, Connecticut. They uh, have a great radio station up there. It's called WTIC, and I was on earlier with my good friend from over 20 years, Todd Feinberg, who does afternoons on WTIC. And he has me on once in a while talking about some of the weird things that are going on in the you know, in the, in the country, in the world, what's going on. And that's what this website is about. It's also a, a sort of a gateway to my articles that I write from time to time. I have a couple of really good articles posted up. See, I want you to, let's, let's be clear. There are a lot of different radio programs out there, a lot of different podcasts out there. But this guy knows a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm talking... 25 years in radio, working with some of the biggest talents, helping produce some of the best shows, doing a lot of the great shows myself. Uh, I am still in the business, but I am a silent partner to a lot of great success stories. So I started doing this podcast because, and I've had different variations of it. You may have heard it. At one point, we called it Candidly Speaking, which nobody seemed to remember, so... And then, I, and then just one day, it occurred to me that, you know, everybody talks about wanting to have a conversation. And what ends up happening is that nobody's having a conversation. You're just listening to one person who has an opinion. And, and you know, if, if it agrees with your opinion, then you're more likely to listen. But this podcast is for people who are really, really tired of mainstream. They're not getting truth. You can find it. It's getting harder and harder to find. It really is. It really is. Uh, and we're not supported by any corporation, so no one can ever tell me what to do. I am totally uh, owner-operated. I mean, Spotify could shut me down, but I don't think they're that concerned about me. They will be when I get to you know, a million followers. But let me tell you something that you can take to the bank with you. I have access to information. I'm not lying. I have access to information that would blow most people away. They wouldn't be able to handle the truth. And it's not conspiratorial. It's not evil. It's actually quite good. I actually have quite good news. And I'd be happy to share it with anybody who really, really wants to go down that rabbit hole with me. So the perspective that I bring to this is not only through my experience in being in the medium and reading vociferously everything I can get my hands on, but it's also understanding how the media works, and I'm trying to wa- I'm trying to unwash your brain. You are being lied to. You you are this last three years, maybe even the last five six years, have been nothing but a big fat lie. Uh, and and proof of this is the fact that at this very moment there are thousands of people in the world that are being tortured far worse. Or maybe not, but equal to the torture that was going on in World War II behind enemy lines in German-occupied territories with the Jews and the Slavs and other undesirables that the Third Reich uh, wanted to get rid of, the Great Cleansing, right? We're having that today, and we all pledged, or at least our parents did, that we would never forget, we would never forget and we're still doing it. We're, we, are, we are not in the West, of course, but we're complicit in our silence because 
We know that China is torturing people. We know it. We have evidence of it. Uh, pick up a, any newspaper of any legitimacy, and it doesn't take a lot. Go on YouTube. You will find it. I'm surprised, actually, that it's easy to find. But people aren't told or they're not told that it's real or that it's propaganda or whatever it is. But that, that alone, uh, about three or four years ago, when I started reading about North Korea, that's what kind of opened my eyes. I thought to myself, there's, there's a small nation of 50 million people that are basically not only brainwashed, but they're slaves to the state. Uh, you know, I heard somewhere that people in North Korea, Korea are smaller because over the last hundred years, they've literally been starved. They've actually made that uh, particular strain of, of, of Asian people smaller. They're just smaller, except for the leader, because they have two, three generations of starving, living literally meal to meal. I mean, we might take in in the West 1,500 to 2,000, 3,000 calories a day every single day of our life, you know, which is not healthy, by the way. But the average Korean, I think it's somewhere like 400 calories, 400 and they're weak, and their minds are weak, and they've been under this oppressed. They don't know what's like outside of their world. They're completely blocked off. The fact that this is going on in the modern era tells me a lot about the modern era. And then now you go over to China, which has four times as many people as we have in the United States. They are, by and large, the largest group of people on the planet. And they steal, they lie, they rip off. They are the main contributors to a lot of the problems we're having in our seas with trash and the way that they, they'll they send out hundreds of, of fishing boats into territories where they're not supposed to be, and they'll just take everything. It literally is like the Borg. People laugh at me when I say that. But China is literally like the Borg in that TV show, Star Trek The Next Generation. All they want is to assimilate, take what's in that culture. If they can improve upon it in their own culture, they'll do it. But they're mainly there just just to, to you know, imagine like, um, you know, at night, like when beasts come out at a picnic area and they just take everything that they can feed off of. This is what the Chinese government is doing. And they're the largest country on the planet in terms of population. And they're partnering with Russia. So... Uh, I wanted to sort of dovetail into this because it is kind of important. It re really is important. Uh, and the reason it's important is because of this article that I'm about to share with you, if I can find it. It's right here from Zero Hedge. And it's written by Phil Butler, and it's called, I Heard a Silly Rumor, This is the End. And essentially, the article is stating that the other day there was an article in the USA Today that talked about nuclear war and what was going to happen if we, in fact, had a nuclear war with Russia. And the end of it said that 5 billion people would die. And then in somewhere else in the article it says, well, you know, you know, trade relations might suffer. I mean, it was almost like a joke. So Philip Butler writes from August 18th, Thursday, Zero Hedge, The end of civilization as we know it is at hand. 
why more experts have not seized on the reality facing us is perplexing. It came to me like a bolt. The reason the current world order is pushing so hard for nuclear confrontation. The answer is right in front of us. Nuclear winner. And that that's not a very pretty opening paragraph, is it? Uh, he says, I don't need to rehash the craziness and diabolical machinations that have gone on over the past few years. The pandemic, the societal brain blistering that has caused the lead-up proxy wars, ISIS, crazy presidents, pedophilia, child sex change, the Lolita Express, Hunter Biden, Ukraine. I mean, those are just the tip of the iceberg. And it occurred to me today that a lot of what's driving this great reset and uh, trying to, I don't know, introduce new ways of living in order to save the climate is Bill Gates. Bill Gates is the richest man or one of the richest men, top three richest men. He's funding MSNBC, which is the great disseminator of information. Uh, It saddens me when I see people watching MSNBC and they just take it all in. Morning Joe. God, I remember when Don Imus was doing that thing and it was was a spectacular a spectacular uh, morning show. It had fun. It had humor. And then in steps Joe and Mika. Mika Brzezinski. Yeah, I think her dad was like a foreign agent or something at one point. Wasn't he a spy? I don't know, I'm not sure. Anyway, just listening to the diatribe that comes out of these people's mouths every day, uh, it, it's, it's surprising to me that, you know, they're, they're not being discovered in Lake Mead or where, wherever. So, uh, you know, they're just liars. They're just lying, and, they're, and their whole focus is trying to protect Joe Biden or protect the Democratic Party, which is destroying not only the United States, but America and the rest of the world. Billions of people around the world could face starvation this year because of Joe Biden. And the press should be telling you that, but they're not because they're protecting him and they're protecting the deep state. They want you to believe that the federal government is here to protect you. That's what all this trans transgenderism is about. I wrote an article. Go back into my archives on uh, floridalifeisbetter.com. And it, all, it talks about what happens when a government intercedes and starts picking and choosing who they're going to protect. So right now they're protecting the transgender movement. Why is that? Why does Joe Biden want to make sure that every child under the age of 10 can get a sex change? I mean, has he really thought that through? Well, the reason is because it it destroys family. And it allows the government to pick and choose who it wants to support. And they do that through funding. They do that through contracts. And as long as they have that protected group, they, they can come in and upset anybody. They could shut you down as a business if you choose not to hire a transgender person. Or if you write about transgenderism and how it destroys lives and families, all because of the whims of an immature child, and then you're not even allowed to speak about it because you're called a transphobic. And it's meant to silence you, and you could be fired for it. How many people have we read about that get fired or removed from their jobs because they don't buy into just not transgender, but any ideology? Any strange ideology. So we are in weird times. And then you have this this Russian war that leads to a European conflict. 
I just read today that Russia, which is now the main source of energy to Russia, is being curtailed down to 20%. And our president isn't allowing us to drill oil or provide natural gas. And American uh, petroleum could save millions of people this year. Uh, and not to mention how many people are going to fall into poverty because of the energy crisis, which is being pr- produced by people who are trying to convince us that the climate needs to be saved and that all of this heat that we're having is because of us, because of our uh, indifference to the climate, which is not true because America is one of the most efficient energy producers in the world because guess what we follow laws right we follow laws we want clean air we want clean water i grew up in la when it was in the 70s and i saw those orange sunrises and i saw those sig alerts remember the sig alerts anyway i don't want to get too off track but we're in a whole heap of shit and and it's because of the the leadership deficit you know i i was interviewing somebody this week on another program the podcast i do kind of a spiritual podcast and this guy was talking about how they can prove that human beings have uh, we have left and right brains and I want you to think about this for a minute okay so and this is true and it's verifiable all higher functioning animals have two hemispheres in their brains and each one of those hemispheres is responsible for a certain set of functions so take for example and, and this gentleman that I interviewed Take, for example, the, uh, the idea of a sparrow or a bird. And in their one eye, which represents their left hemisphere, so it would be the right eye, the right eye searches for seeds in the grass. It searches for things that it could eat, materials that it might need for building a nest. Or it also looks for predators. So that, that right eye is really perceptive to survival and maintenance the immediate needs at hand and the the left hemisphere i'm sorry the right hemisphere of the brain of the bird is more of a big picture interpreter it looks at the big picture you know is it getting dark do i need to go do i need to find shelter uh do i need to find my mate or whatever it is it's conceptualizing it's a big picture. So it's it's not paying attention to where the seeds are in the ground and the immediate needs. It's looking at the overall structure of what's in the in the larger scope. And human beings are a lot like this because we think with our left brain on all of our immediate needs, what we want, sex, the the, the impulse eating uh, the the impulse to uh, to be creative, that all happens in the left hemisphere of the human brain. And the right side of the human brain is where we have wisdom. That's where we are more inclined to think in terms of the big picture and the long-term ramifications of our actions. It's where the decision-making process, it, it goes to... Is this good for us? Is this going to make us better? It, it's more of the altruistic side, the greater good side. But people today, they, uh, they, 
They, they think only about the immediate needs. What can I do to win the next presidency, right? That, that's the way that they're thinking. And in that paradigm, what you have are people like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, AOC, people who, uh, who, who simply don't care about the long-term ramifications of their decision-making. That's, that's the issue at hand. And then in this article that I referred to earlier, the uh, author, Bill, Phil Butler, says, yep, we're screwed. You know, they just raided Trump's home. Tulsi Gabbard, Tucker Carlson, and other prominent conservatives are being labeled traitors for disagreeing with the fact that a former sitting U.S. president had his home raided. I mean, it's becoming clear that they didn't have any clear evidence of any wrongdoing. They just wanted to see what they could find. And I believe our fifth and sixth constitutional rights protect us from unusual search and seizure and also self-recrimination. It's why the police can't just come into your house just because they think you might be committing a crime. They have to have some kind of evidence that shows that they have the right to be on your premises, with some exception if they hear a gunshot or something like that. But there were no gunshots going off at President Trump's home, and he wasn't even there, and they made sure that he wasn't there. Anyway, I don't want to go on a a big tirade about that because it doesn't matter to me. I mean, it's going to play itself out. They've been trying to get Trump for years, and they have not been able to get Trump, and that just tells me that they're wrong about it. They think that they're right about it. But back to what I was saying before, uh, the article really points to the fact that we're really close to a nuclear war. And if that happens, it means the end of society. But maybe Bill Gates wants this, you know? Maybe uh, Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum. Maybe, you know, these people believe that there's too many people on Earth. So to them, the idea of a nuclear winter, oh, well, that'll just, you know, expedite the process. We really need to cut back on our consumption. And the only way to do that is to let people die. Or they have to change everything in their life. They have to change their habits. They have to change their eating. And in the meantime, anybody who disagrees with this is going to be labeled a threat. They're already calling people climate deniers. And you will soon be getting arrested for excessive use of carbon. And you will be penalized for using too much electricity because you will be labeled as someone who is contributing to the climate crisis, which is what they call it now, the climate crisis. Now, I will tell you that uh, if you go to my website and read the article, which I just posted a couple of days ago, it's called, Is California Going to Die?, and there was a prediction made in 1937 by a guy by the name of Joe Brandt. And he wrote it all down. He wrote down these three or four nights worth of dreams that he was having. And they were continuous dreams. He had been in an accident and he was in the hospital recovering from a head injury in Fresno, California, 1937. And Joe Brandt had all these visions about the destruction of California and the destruction of San Francisco 
and the flooding, and, and even as far away as Colorado, there was earthquakes, and, and Hoover Dam was falling apart, and uh, and uh, what else, what else? Uh, uh, Grand Canyon was coming together, like pushing together because of this great earthquake. And then he talks about how there's all these volcanoes going off in Venezuela and Colombia and South America, and it sets off a chain of events so horrible that he, all he can do is stand there and watch Hollywood, California, just completely crumble around him, sliding off into the ocean. And he's looking at a clock on Hollywood Boulevard. A clock, by the way, I've seen a zillion times because I worked at the very theater that this man referred to. It was called the Pacific Theater when I was there, but back in the day, I think it was uh, the Pantages. I think it was the Pantages. But in any event, there's a clock out there, and he's looking at it, and he says that from 3.55 until 4.29, on some day that he thinks is spring, there is going to be major disaster, and it is going to stretch from, well, from California, Mexico, Venezuela, all the way up and around even to Japan, which sits on the Ring of Fire. And he says all of this. He wrote it all down. He talked about the people that were existing at the time, how strange they looked. The cars that they drove were quite strange. Everybody seemed to have a glowing light around them, their heads, which to me sounds like people looking into their cell phones and having the light from the screens on their face. He talked about men with long hair and earrings and women with short skirts, which could be the last 50 years. But then interestingly, he talks about two things. One, he says the, he sees the president, but it's not Teddy Roosevelt, but somebody who looks like Teddy and who has very large ears. Now, I haven't seen Donald Trump's ears, but I, I'm going to start looking at them now. But the most interesting prophecy is that he mentions that the earthquakes didn't start until three months after the volcanoes started erupting along Venezuela and Colombia. So there's your homework assignment. I want you to pay attention. And if you see earthquakes and volcanoes erupting, uh, then you'll know that you're three months away. You better get the hell out of California. That's what I think. That's what I think is, is going to happen. I think there's going to be not a nuclear war. I think there's going to be an, a tremendous natural disaster. And it is going to bring the world together. Because the only ones left that will survive will realize that everything that we've been doing up to that moment has been completely wrong. And that everything the way we thought it would be has to be completely redone, hopefully with good intentions. But all of this bullshit about LGBT and rights and uh, having rights to abortion and selling organs on the open market. Even the British royalty were busted trying to arrange an organ sale not two months ago and it not got any mention. Then the whole Brian Epstein thing and, uh, you know, Bill Gates completely sponsoring misinformation while urging big tech companies to regulate speech. Uh, you see what they're doing to try to keep Trump out of office. If you're against him or you're with him, you have to realize that it's not Trump. It's it's the first 
It's the principles of what Trump was trying to do that they hate. The idea that government can't control everything. And that's what Trump was all about. I don't want the government to control everything. The people can do it themselves. That was his big clarion call. You don't need the government to save you. And now they're inflicting great, great pain. So I encourage you to go to my website and read it and and then ponder what period of time we're in because this is really, you know, the conversation we should be having is how do we stop with this insanity of censorship and strange sexual orientation ideology? And, and it's not like I'm hung up on it, but it's just, it's destroying the fabric of culture. There's a school that I read somewhere where the teacher is now allowing people to choose the race they want to be. Like you can choose, I mean, that that to me is like, you're kind of suicidal, aren't you? I mean, what are you doing? You're just confusing the masses. You're just confusing the masses. And, uh, and so there we are. We'll see how we are in the next three months, but I'll continue to do these podcasts and also check back because I'll grab audio from time to time of things that other people say that are worth preserving because there's all my articles from the last five years on COVID I have preserved because I know that the disinformation police will eventually start taking down some of that stuff they don't want you to remember. They're already doing it. You know, the CDC right now is being lambasted for its ineffectiveness during the, the, the pandemic. Oh, now they say something. But nobody's going to lose their job. Well, maybe somebody will. But they're admitting that the CDC completely botched the pandemic. But is anybody upset? Are we stopping the vaccines? No. The new vaccine's coming out soon. Oh, and then the monkeypox. A report today that said monkeypox, 99% of the time that it's transferred, comes through human semen or male semen. You know, there was a dog that got it. They were having, uh, the dog must have either licked the semen that was on the sheet or the two gay men that were having sex with the, while the dog was in their presence maybe got a little action in, got a little in on the action himself. I mean, these people are sick. And they don't want to call it monkeypox, so they're going to start calling it MPX. That's a word, a sleight of hand, right? Oh, it's not monkeypox, MPS. It'll just slowly dissolve from one word to another. A non-offensive word, a word that has no particular meaning. And oh, by the way, it has nothing to do with the vaccines. That's the weirdest part. Why is all of a sudden... Why are all of a sudden... Think about that for a minute. Why are all of a sudden gay men... Why does their semen have monkeypox? A, a pox-like virus strange. Somebody, again, not telling us what the real story is. But we know where it started. It started at a fetish festival in Belgium. Thousands of very sexually active uh, gay and lesbian women got together and decided to have fun. Let's have some fun. So, again, here we are. Here we are. And so, just a reminder, my podcasts are dropped weekly. And I want to hear from you, realjimwatkins1 at gmail.com, real, 
jimwatkins1 at gmail.com. And in the next podcast, I'll share more about certain things that I know that you should know if you hope to navigate through this society with any chance of survival. Thanks for joining me on the conversation. See you next time.